Uh, and the first is, uh, or the tenth, I should say, I'm going to work backwards. The tenth is that we are on the other side of worship. Phil, you brought me out on Sunday night. I don't even know what that means. Explain that to me. This is what I mean by that. Back in August, I was at a conference in, in um, California, and it was at a church, but the church was basically a theater. They made it like a theater. Now, you can worship. I, don't, I love to worship in any... I've worshipped in bars. I've worshipped in gymnasiums, and you worship where you can worship, but this was a, this was a theater, and uh, you know... A lot has happened in worship in churches over the past 30 years. A lot of new music, a lot of things. Some people don't even like to call their churches church anymore, like they're ashamed of it. But as I sat in that church, I said, you know, it's a theater, and we got theater seats, and there's kind of a screen, but I really think my personal conviction is the day is coming, and it's coming now when things are shaking out, and you're going to see people getting back to and appreciating what we call church again. It's going to be different. It's not like we're going to go back to the 50s, but people are going to want sanctuaries again. They're going to want to sing the songs like we just sang, Ferris Lord Jesus and Amazing Grace that have been around forever. Those things are never going to go away. I think we're on the other side of worship at this church. I really do. And in all the things that we've absorbed that are new in worship, we are also still claiming that there are certain things that are part of our heritage and our tradition as Christians that are very important. Um, I think... uh, we, we try to be real. We try to be authentic. Not real flashy. Not to go with the latest thing. Um, and uh, that's what I mean by we are on the other side of worship. We're, we're, we're where things, I think, are going to be moving already as a church. The ninth thing, number nine, thing I love about MOPC also has to do with worship. And that's the variety of our worship. Every Sunday we have three worship times in this church. And they are all different. I am one of the few people who get the privilege and, f- and enjoyment of being at each one. 8.30 in the morning, a very a more formal, structured worship time with a choir, with an organ, with a piano. 11 o'clock, a band a little less structured, a contemporary service. And then Sunday nights, very informal, uh, very unstructured, the mount. And there are times I start Sunday morning at 8.30 and I worship at 11, and then I'm doing a totally different thing by the end of the day. And I just marvel at the ways that we worship in this church. And we have three different worship services, and we still all get along with each other. Nobody's fighting about it. People say, that's great. We're great that we have different ways that we can worship God, different types of music. I just marvel at the end of the day at the gamut of styles that are offered here. The eighth thing I love about this church, I'm going to use a word, it's, it's the word missional 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 is a buzzword in the 2000s in churches and in theological circles and this is what it means it just means when a church instead of just talks about Christ actually does faith in action living out our faith I think we're already there I think this is a very missional church and I think this is a church that appreciates doing the gospel Um, whether it's Salvation Army or sending a mission team overseas or involvement with our Chin Christians, uh, Chin Christian Church, we appreciate doing the work of God, not just talking about or thinking about the work of God. So you'll never hear me, as a lot of other pastors have to come to their congregation, say, you need to be missional, you need to be missional. You'll never hear me say that because we already do that. I really believe that. That's one of the things I love about this church. Seventh, number seven. 
We like to see one another. It is such a pain getting you people in here for worship services. I cannot tell you how hard it is. You're out there just loving each other, talking to each other. You want to see each other. And it bothered me for a long time. But, you know, I'm really glad how we appreciate and value one another. I think you heard on the video how many people said the thing I love about this church is the people. And that uh, you come and, and you love one another and, and, and we love each other. And we like to see each other. Sixth thing I love about MOPC is uh, we're generous with our finances. We don't need to hard sell. We don't need to um, do anything manipulative. People believe in what this church is doing, what we're about. We don't have to scratch and scrape. We've been very blessed and been very healthy over these past couple of years of difficult economic times for a lot of people. And that's because of your faithfulness. That's because of your faithfulness. And so thank you for that. Um, Thank you very much. Number five, fifth thing I love about this church is we're willing to take risks and try new things. Um, Many years ago, this church started what was called a contemporary service when that was a little strange to do. Several years ago, this church decided to build, uh, add on to this building uh, 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 and uh, take that step. Uh, A few years ago, we started the mount. That was a very new thing. A couple years ago, we sent a group of teenagers to Kenya. Very new thing. We have welcomed in a Chin Christian church, and we haven't just welcomed them in and said, here's your space, but we've become involved with them, not even knowing exactly how that's going to work. We have a a model of staff here, of unpaid staff, using people, their gifts. Um, And uh, some of you, after reading the whole in our gospel, you're you're talking about new things you want to try and new things we can do. Sometimes I say as a pastor, oh, Lord, help me. These people are thinking up new ideas all the time. But at the same time, I'm really glad that we're a church that's willing to try new things and not scared of them and not scared of them and saying, what more can we do? What else can happen? The fourth thing I love about MOPC is the large staff we have. And I'm not talking about the people, those of us who work up there, up the stairs in those offices, or even the people you see noted uh, on the list of staff on the website or in the newsletter. I'm talking about people like Pauline Forrester, who leads our uh, Presbyterian women and our senior adult fellowship. I'm talking about people like Julia Mano, who's our moderator of the deacons. I'm talking about people like Gwen Mitchell, who does so much for mission in this church. I'm talking about people like Doug Warwick, who is like, this guy's an accountant, and he gives us, he guides us in so many ways. He does so much work, has done so much work for this church. This is like a second staff for us. Um, I feel guilty we don't pay them sometimes because they give so much. They're here all the time. Uh, Marilyn Marshall, man, I see her in the workroom all the time. Uh, just people who extend the staff of this church. I really feel like we have a, a staff of about 30, 40 people here and many other people who do the work of this church and the ministry of this church, and we're so grateful. Third thing I love about MOPC, the furniture doesn't match. You ever notice that? You ever go into the rooms and we got orange chairs and blue carpet and orange carpet and gray chairs and red things and, and where did that picture come from? And if you've been in Pastor Phil's study, you know, probably some of, you, some of the women I think come in there and have heart attacks when they see the upholstery of the chairs and how it matches with everything else. But this is why I like it. It sends a message to me. Um, even though our appearance is a little strange in this church, I think um, it says to us, you know what, we're not about looks. 
and we would rather invest our money in things that really matter. And when the chairs break down, we'll buy new chairs. But you know what? Um, we may appear strange, but we want to invest in things like missions and in people's lives and in our children and in our youth. Um, often I say, boy, I really would like to update this. But then I say, you know, it's okay. Um, it's not how we look. It's what we're doing in here. So if anybody ever comes into this church and says, man, this is kind of a strange, why, why do things look the way they are? Say, because we put our money in different things. I love it that the furniture doesn't match. Second thing I love about MLPC is you as a congregation, you rise to the level of scriptural challenge that I put before you. Now, maybe I'm not the most biblical person in the world or scholar, but I really try to put things before you, names, ideas in the sermons that, that at some places are a little heady. And I, never, I will never dumb down God's word for you. And I put things before you and I say, now this, Phil, is this going to be a little over people's head? But you always rise to the scriptural challenge and you say, you know what? Even if I don't totally understand it, I appreciate it. I'm trying to get it. And I appreciate the depth of thought that you bring to the things that I try to bring. You handle it, you can handle it, and you do handle it. The number one thing I love about this church is that lives are being changed. Every once in a while I get an email or I hear a story or someone shares something with me and I'm reminded why we're here. I'm reminded what we're about. We say that our mission is to um, invite people to experience Jesus Christ and to become his passionate followers. And I think we do that. And I want to introduce you uh, to three, actually four, but, but three different people, um, and I want them to come up. I want to introduce you to Fadila Rees, who is a little girl from Ethiopia, and her dad, Bill Rees, is going to be with her. I want to introduce you to David Rainey, uh, a young man who has come to us. He's been in Salt Lake City just a little over a year. He comes to the Mount. He's um, on the Mount leadership team. He's helping lead a Wednesday evening group at the U on the Whole in Our Gospel. And I want to introduce you to Elaine Davis, uh, a, a woman who is from a vast church background but relatively new to MOPC too. And I want you to hear their stories of how their lives are being touched by this church. Thanks, Phil. Talk about pressure. Try speaking for your seven-year-old daughter. Um, tonight, um, Phil had asked me to say, or actually I'd asked for Dila to say some words about the church and what her involvement is. But before I do that very quickly, I just want to give you a little bit of background because I think it's remarkable how the Lord has worked in her life. Fadila is from Ethiopia. Her grandmother raised her until the age of four, and she was put in the Ethiopian orphanage system at the age of four. Terry and I adopted her at the age of five, and she's been with us ever since, so she's seven years old now. And Mount Olympus is the only church that she has ever known. So when Phil approached Fadila, and we talked about it, we decided there were two questions that we were going to ask. So we talked about it, we said, well, gee, what do you like about Mount Olympus, number one? And number two, what's touched you about Mount Olympus? So I'm going to start with what do I like about, or what does my daughter like about Mount Olympus? And the first one is the most obvious. We have a wonderful pastor who has a lot of hair, and we love him to death, and we thank him for everything he does for us. <laughs> no, most importantly, what she loves about Mount Olympus the most is the fact that it teaches about Jesus Christ. And it teaches about our God and how great they are. 
And she learns about this through the music and through the children's church. And I think those are two very, very important things to her. Number two, what's touched her about Mount Olympus, I think, is the most telling to me as her father. Before anybody knew Fadila, they were praying for her. This church prayed for her. There were many, many people who got together and prayed and lifted her up in prayer, lifted her up in peace, and lifted her up in well-being. And on behalf of her and behalf of me and my wife, Terry, we say thank you for that because we have a little girl who came from a Muslim background who now knows Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, I'm David Rainey. Me and my wife, Emily, have been coming here for a little over a year now. And uh, I actually met her here my, my first night here. So there's an endorsement for you. Come to Mount. Get hitched. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Mount, I, I had a shaky background with my religion. Um, growing up outside of the church and really through my teenage years, just not, not having a lot of good experiences. I felt burned by a lot of Christians, a lot of Christian churches. And really shied me away from everything for a while, and I just needed something sort of different, so to speak. And that's, and uh, a, you know, a church family that I could really call my own, and that's that's something the man has provided, uh, quite literally in my case. But it's just, you know, it's it's different, but it's it's truth. It's something, you know, it offers me something that was, you know, more my age, my generation, so to speak. But, you know, besides finding the great family here, the social interactions that I have, you know, I found God. And that's, that's the most important thing, that is, as much fun as I have here, it's a place that I can find Jesus and really strengthen myself. And I think that's something the Mount can, can offer in a different way that, you know, just reaches out to some people that maybe the main congregation doesn't. That's, it's a really great thing that the Mount can do. So... And he feels real comfortable here without shoes. See, it's very accepting. <laughs> well, a couple of weeks ago, a friend shared a quote that she had, had found with me, and it seemed very appropriate for tonight. A mind stretched by a new idea never regains the original dimension. A mind stretched by a new idea never regains its original dimension. And so what I like about Mount Olympus is it stretches my mind and challenges my comfort. I was originally going to say I like it because it makes me feel uncomfortable. But I thought maybe that wasn't quite really what I had in mind. I came from California in 2009, and the first time I came into this building was the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. And here I'm finding that the study is from the book of Exodus. Wow. Scripture that's relevant in all circumstances, not just the verses around a specific observant, uh, observance. I liked that my thinking was being stretched. And the current study is definitely challenging my comfort. One thing is for sure, it's at its conclusion, I will never again return to what I was when it started. After all, it isn't about me. It's about God, and for that I can say, thank God. It's a privilege to have been led to worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all of you saints at Mount Olympus. Thank you.
Thank you, Bill and Fadila and Dave and uh, Elaine. There are days I just love this place, and there are days I want to give up. There are days that are incredible, and then there's days that just don't go well. You know how those are. We aren't perfect by a long shot. This church isn't perfect. And you have a sinner as a pastor, and I think I can find some pretty good company in here. And that's probably why we're not perfect. But you know what? I like my church. I hope you do, too. I hope you do, too. One of the things that we get to do tonight is to um, know how God is leading us in our finances. And I want to introduce John Godfrey, our elder uh, of our finance team. And he's going to come up and, and show you our financial goals for 2011 for uh, our church.